Salutations, those I do not know but consider close friends. Welcome to Nitwick, the audio recording featuring discussions of comrades and computer games. This evening is very fun. We'll be talking about bootlegs and ROM hacks, very easily obtained and legal software that has defined the cultural zeitgeist and my heart. Come along, have some fun, won't you do the boogaloo? My name is Drew, and a fun fact about myself, I feel a spiritual connection to the periodical table, the periodic element, iron, F-E. Why? I just think it's neat, and it's easy to remember. Oh, oh, that's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hello, my name, uh, hello, my name is Adam, and I feel an affinity for the periodic table of carbon, because I'm mostly made of carbon. Yeah. I don't know if most of you know. I feel very attached to carbon and other carbon-based life forms. Thanks, Ooh. carbon. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. My backup yeah. answer would have been Americum, but... Uh, oh, right, Americum. I love Americum. It's pretty good. Wait, is that real? Um, is, that, is that a thing? That is, it's, yes, it's, it is. It's um, one of those weird ones that's at, way at the bottom of the table. I, I'm let me just, sure it's... So, element 95 is Americum. Element 96 is Curium, named after a Marie Curie. Hmm. Number 97 is Berkelium. I wonder what it's Lump. named after. <laughs> Element 98 is Californium. <laughs> yeah. Element 99 is Einsteinium. Named after um, some dumbass. Bet he's stupid. Element uh, 100 is Fermium. Fermium? It's but named tell after me. Fermi. <laughs> but tell me, nameless stranger... Who are you, and what element do you uh, feel affinity with? Hi there. Um, I love the periodic. I, I, I definitely enjoy the periodic table. I don't know if I could just pick one, but if I had to identify myself with any periodic element, I think I would go with phosphorus. Hmm. Good um, job, nameless stranger. Primarily, yeah. Sorry. Hi, I'm Zach. Um, but uh, the, the reason I, I picked phosphorus is because I remember when I was really young you had to do a like presentation on one of the periodic elements this had to, this has to be over a decade ago and i got phosphorus and i remember reading up a ton about phosphorus oh okay so it's like when you do a book report and then like it becomes yeah. your favorite book because you know it inside and out exactly that's pretty cool there's some other cool ones in here too like argon is great neon an excellent choice mm. um you've got beryllium you know, gotta be a little hipster sometimes. Beryllium's fine. Hey, man, um, I'm deep into beryllium right now. Don't bother me. Well, I hope you're not eating it because it would kill you. Um, <laughs> I think there's I... also there's also mm. one of my favorite elements, Hg. Do you know what element that is? I should. Is that that's not mercury, is it? It is mercury. You are correct. I fucking knew it. Let me take back what I said about not being sure. I know for a fact it's mercury. Oh man, done. What a day. <laughs> what yeah. a day anyways i'm gonna move off of that page that i was staring at the periodic table that's right because... but i see i see if we yeah. if we stay talking about the element periodic table too much longer we'd be a bootleg science podcast uh... <laughs> i'm slapping my legs i'm slapping my legs i'm slapping my legs hello everyone i mean i can actually so, slap my leg if you actually are paying attention then um this week's topic is boot sorry i was gonna say boot hacks and rom legs but that's probably not what i was supposed to say um, hey adam you want to get some rom legs uh, after i boot hack this 
Ah, cool. See, that sounds like some cyberpunk shit. No, um, today is ROM hacks, bootlegs, and weird mods and fan games, uh, just because we have a few extra things thrown in. But basically, gaming curiosities, uh, notoriously glitchy, strange software that pops up and gives us all a good laugh, gives us all something very weird to look at. And mm-hmm. that's what we're going to be talking about this week, because yeah. it's it's a pretty important thing. It's uh, at least at least 13% of all games are ROM hacks, bootlegs, and or mods. Really? No. Wow. You know what? No. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, why you gotta be doing this to me, Drew? I, I just bringing I was... up statistics and then lying about them. <laughs> See what's great? Well, look at what you look at what you're doing here. Look at what you're doing here, Drew. You gotta look, look at between what you're doing the numbers. Here. There was there look. was a decimal point in there, maybe. Okay, <laughs> but look at you here. You're lying on the internet. Who would do such a thing? Uh, I, Damn. I am a very unique. Case. You know what? <laughs> the thing is, um. <laughs> I don't know if that was a made-up statistic or not, but I totally believe it because have you yeah. ever looked at Steam? I have. Mm. See, yeah, that's why yeah. I say it's BS. It's probably a much higher number than thirteen percent. That's if we're right. Counting all of those, it's probably yeah. it's probably starting to eclipse like official games at this point, just because there's probably it's probably easier to make a hack than it is to make a full game. So mm-hmm. take probably. That. Now let me ask this question, and you may have already mentioned this. Uh, were we also including like, just like fan games, or were these just like the here are the weird oddities kind of deal? The weird oddities, uh, fan games are definitely fair game. Uh, okay. I've got a particular one that it parades as a ROM hack, but is very clearly a fan game. And I think there might be a couple of those littered throughout. But yeah, but we're so gonna maybe, run into them. Sorry, you were saying maybe we should. Uh, I know Zach mentioned this before the podcast of like kind of what the difference yeah. between like a mod, or like a, a ROM hack is, or kind of what we're talking about there. Well, yeah, uh, Zach, were you so- able to find your definition? I, the one you actually had was the the correct one. I didn't find like the, the the definition that somebody did, but it was literally just somebody talking about it on Steam. So mm. it's just a definition I found that I'm like, oh, okay, that clarifies it. But uh, basically, yeah. a mod is um, when you do when you make a change to the game. Um, usually, it's, it's when you make a change to the game specifically done um before the game is compiled so you're like changing some assets or you're sort of like working on it on the editor where like uh the people who made the game probably worked on it whereas Mm -hmm. a rom hack um usually with older games because they didn't have the technology to to basically reverse engineer the game um they they work directly on the executable file um yeah that is why and you work directly on the rom which is what the 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 file is called and if people don't Uh, know a rom is read-only memory yeah Uh, basically what that means is that you are not a lot you're not supposed to be able to write to it you're not supposed to be able to change it so instead what you have to do is it can only read so you have to kind of direct it in different places as opposed to i think modding where you can literally pull the file out and put your own in and it'll like zach said it'll recompile the whole pro uh kind of project at runtime yeah um the the thing is the the really interesting thing about the difference between mods and um rom hacks is that in effect like when you look at the product not the product that's created but but when you look at the creation um of of both a mod and a rom hack they tend to produce similar results mm-hmm. um what i was thinking to myself is like a, a rom hack almost feels like it, it almost feels like a remix or a re-edit of a uh mm-hmm. Of a pre-existing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much exactly what it is. Um, you can do some pretty heavy editing with uh with ROM hacking, but it is just sort of a remix of the game itself. Whereas mm-hmm. a mod can much more easily bring in new elements and new factors. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's a bit different than like we've talked about remakes and remasters a couple mm-hmm. times. Uh, so I guess like ROM hacks are kind of like a remake or a remaster. Or well, I think we said remake was more like hey, we built it from the ground up. Oh, that's the thing. And, like and a, a remaster. Hmm? I'm surprised by the number of ROM hacks that are basically like fan translations for a game, um, or which is probably the easiest one, or uh, just sort of like adding new textures and convenience features. Like, people mm-hmm. will rom hack a game to make it easier to play, essentially. Yeah. And just so many of them just involve that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think when I usually see rom hacks, uh, I think most of the time when I see a rom hack, they're usually like, how do I put this into words? A rom hacks feel like they're usually total conversions of games to like kind of redo the entire thing. And uh, mm-hmm. Drew has here of like, hey, have we, have we played any? So I guess we kind of moved into that. Uh, right. I haven't, um, but from kind of just a cursory knowledge of what they are, they, they feel like, somebody said like hey that looks really cool what if i could redo my own take on it whereas modding right. is sometimes kind of what you were talking about zach of like here's a convenience feature or here's mm-hmm. new models i swapped in or new textures and i don't know i always feel like when you get a rom hack it feels like wow this is a whole new game like it's not just like an update to it yeah um it, it feels like it's basically a same the same game it, it's sorry it's not the same but it, it's basically like a new game using the exact same engine mm-hmm. um and I so guess that makes just, sense. Uh, yeah, since Rami, because Jiren Zach, you may know, you may yeah. know this. Can you put in your own like assets into a ROM hack, or does it really just uh, have to be hex editing stuff, like redirecting pointers and stuff like that? I don't know, Drew. Do you have a better answer? My understanding has always been that ROM hacks are. I think you can, depending on you know like the way the game is put together. Again, like the the terminology is very loose from my mm-hmm. perspective. I always thought of ROM mm-hmm. hacks and bootlegs as being taking taking something that's already around and sort of messing around with configuration files or maybe like you said swapping certain assets in certain Mm -hmm. um certain um variables and such so i i'm sure you must have just i'm again it depends on terminology i would say if i saw like a rom hack something that was going under the guise of rom hack and there was a new asset thrown in or a color swap i wouldn't think like oh this this is a false this is a false hack it's not true um like i yeah, i don't think hack. I, I i don't think there are like i'm sure there are some people on the internet who would fight about it forever but for my money it's mm-hmm. i think you could get away with getting like some new assets in when i think of mods it's typically like you said can like uh you know convenience features you have some more freedom um Mm. For my money, I've actually seen a lot of mods that are just, you know, their own game, but we can get into that a little bit later. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've called them well, mods. Let's go I've not called them ROM hacks. Yeah. So it, it might, honestly, for me, it's almost like ROM hack just feels like an older version of what a mod ultimately is. Because you're not really going to have a lot of, like, modern ROM hacks. You're going to have mm. a lot of, it's a mod. You're going to call it a mod. You're not going to call it a hack. It's it's what it is. But that's right. not a very official that terminology. Of, uh, right. Exactly what you said, Drew, in my notes of, like, ROM hacks feel very similar to modern modding, except I feel like since you weren't supposed to change the ROM, it, I feel like that must take a little bit, like maybe a bit more work because I feel like there's a lot of games uh, that very explicitly say, hey, mod us, here's the dev tools kind of, here's the console, just do whatever. Mm. Whereas a ROM hack was like, don't open this. And people said, oh, we're going to open it. Mm. You can't <laughs> stop me. I'm going to open it. Yeah. Don't. That, that's how I feel about it is, is like, like with a mod, a lot of times you'll end up with, people mentioned this is is you'll have like modding features with it but even if Mm -hmm. when you don't you can usually find an uncompiled version that's how you make the mod um 
so it's just about like putting in the assets and moving into the like the editor that the devs probably used or using a different kind of editor um to sort of make changes but with like a rom hack it's very much like like you mentioned earlier like it's just editing hexes (laughs) so have you guys played like a like a i guess a true rom hack where it was like not like a mod for a game or something i I have not not how about you on not on like an original system uh, mm-hmm. Like anything I have these okay. days is going to be something that's been downloaded onto my computer. I don't, I don't have the um, the historian's perspective of like busting out mm-hmm. a nice, you know, old Famicom or what have you. Like I don't, <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. I don't have, I ain't got the time or the resources for that kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I will say like there have been, you know, just you know, like weird little like Mario mods uh, or mm-hmm. like as hacks, like things that I've just seen like throughout my studies where I'm like, oh, I want to see what that is. Let me just puck it and oh this is is weird um but again i don't Uh i don't have enough experience to like be able to like tell you the fine distinctions between a rom hack and a bootleg and a mod and like i can't sip wine and like you know like like, snip my nose at you or whatever you know so the thing to me is that like a bootleg is a ripoff like we already have that terminology like a bootleg movie is Mm -hmm. has a definition so like i feel like a, a bootleg is just something that's a copied work essentially yeah and, um, and i want to i just want to say like i feel like bootlegs usually come with like a negative connotation uh, and since we're kind of using the term too interchangeably not all like there are certainly bootleg games but not all rom hacks are like bootlegs if that makes sense some of them are like yeah. this is really high quality and it's trying to be its own thing whereas bootlegs like okay you are clearly trying to be this thing um, yeah exactly i feel like or a bootleg is 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 a rom hack that's or sort of like it, it's a copy of a game that's trying to be a copy of that game mm. with or like it's versions. just bizarre and it's like how that's an official thing how why are you doing it this way yeah yeah uh, I've, i we have some examples i'm sure so well so i want to start going through i those? think it's time i think it might be time because we, okay. we've done a little digging um shall we go round robin starting with zach as tends sure. to be the case uh it's great because i have like no examples we're gonna like <laughs> so oh no but the first, one, first one i want to bring up though um so I haven't played anybody. I know of a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, the first I'd like to bring up is the Earthbound Halloween hack. What is uh, that? I bring that up. It is a Halloween Halloween hack of Earthbound made by Toby Fox, uh, mm-hmm. also known as the creator of Undertale and Deltarune. And it, from what I know of it, it's very dark. And the other mm-hmm. reason why I know of it is it's because it's another place Megalovania has come up, which. If you don't oh, know, Me- Megalovania okay. is a song. <laughs> um, that that, that's, a, a lot. that's a that's an Undertale. That's like his title track, isn't it? He like likes to put in a lot of his work. Do you know? Do you know where Megalovania originally? Actually, it probably originally aired in the Halloween hack. But do you know where else it has aired? Isn't it in, it's it's Sans uh, boss theme, isn't it? I'm sure it is, but I haven't played Undertale. Oh. Do you know where else it shows up? No, where else? Does Multiple it show up? times. Where <laughs> Homestuck? Oh God, damn it! <laughs> Toby Fox so, did like, a bunch of music for Homestuck, so so what is what is it? Is it like did he just like switch switch a bunch of the sprites, or did he like rewrite the story? Or um, yeah, so so what he did is he basically rewrote the the sprites um, to make a different story using different characters. It's basically, hmm. but what if they lost? Kind of story. Oh, so things are pretty dark, um, mm-hmm. and it it just does not involve the main cast. I believe it's just. They're totally separate characters going trying to do a totally mm-hmm. separate thing. I think it's like uh, yes, a sir. detective trying to investigate a murder or something like that. Interesting. 
Yeah, you know what? This is the problem. I haven't actually played Earthbound, so uh, I wouldn't be able to really say like, "Hey, here's how it's different or not." Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I don't, I don't have a lot more to say than what I've already said. <laughs> that makes it is sense. Interesting. I, I didn't know that. Like, I know it's not official, but now I'm seeing Undertale slash Homestuck connections being a thing, and I'm how sure do... there are fan theories. Wait. Well, because you you're talking until now that Toby Fox did music for Homestuck. Of course not. I don't give a fuck about Homestuck. Oh, damn. I'm so damn. Hurt. But you love Undertale so much. Do you think you learn about the uh, the creator? I don't know. Um, Homestuck. I, I take that back. I don't want to be mean to Homestuck. Um, I no. Be mean. Do it. Strike it down. <laughs> no, no. It's it's its own internet okay, thing. Palpatine. It's its own internet thing. I'm sorry. I mm. apologize to all the Homestuck fans, of which there are many. Please don't send death threats. That's great. Don't do that. Or Sad. do. This is how Nitwick gets big by being the antithesis to Homestuck. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but Which Drew? would be bizarre given that like I like it and I read it all. So you'll <laughs> be the you're survivor. The you'll be the one who survives. Actually, Adam's probably down with it too. Maybe. I don't know your, your history. I have no idea. I have, I have <laughs> I no strong that. opinions one way or the other about Homestuck. Oh, yeah. I see. I am I the see. only um, one who has read it. So. Drew, uh, do you have an example of a ROM hack you would like to share with the class? I do. I I have found uh, in my research something that I would love to share with you both, and it is called Harry's Legend. And <laughs> oh, right, you linked this. Yes. Um. So Harry's Legend is a bootleg. I believe it's a bootleg. When I was looking around, it, the no one's a hundred percent on where it's come from, but it seems to have been like one of those popped up on popped up out of nowhere situations and probably isn't official in any possible means and what mm -hmm. it is is a chronicling of the adventures of Harry Potter mostly the first book in fact all of the first book in fact mostly the first half of the book and what you do in this game is you take on the role the persona of Harry Potter who mm -hmm. is drawn in a very pixely almost anime-esque style and rather than using your wand, you use your fisticuffs and you punch your way. Um, not a, <laughs> here. What is this gets, a rom hack of? Um, okay, I keep don't. Going. I don't. I think it's just. Here's the thing. I don't know the official game, but if you look at the footage, if you play it, it's very clear that there was an original game, and then assets were replaced. It's why. Okay. So what we get it called. Um, mm. It's called Harry's what Legend. Called? Okay. It's called Harry's Legend, Zach, and. Okay. And again, it is clearly based off of a brawler where assets have been f switched in. Oh, yeah. um, the beginning few chapters and levels are just you at your house, the Dursley house, for those who are unfamiliar with Harry Potter. And then off on that little island they go to to try and not get the owl messages. And this you spend strange. the first chapter beating up these giant models that are, I think, just supposed to be your family. And then you do it in the second chapter. Oh, right. And mm -hmm. these models are recycled throughout like five uh, five levels or chapters or so. Eventually you get to Hogwarts. And then I think that's the end. Like you just have one final wow. fight with like a ghost called Bolt with a ghostly Voldemort. And they recycle your aunt's Petunia uh, for mm -hmm. I think every level. <laughs> so <laughs> you beat up an old lady in every level with your fists and no magic. Damn. Damn. And, Thanks, um, dudes. Okay. Yeah. So um, it was available in 2004 for the Famicom, mm -hmm. and if you are big, if you are a big Harry Potter fan, uh, you know you can you can give it a shot. 
It's um, it's one of the weirder ones that I ran into. I was trying to find something a little bit more off kilter, and Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, like the fisticuffs worked for me. I don't know why. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. It is. It is kind of crazy. I, I just recommend look up the title page and just like watch the the rolling intro because again they have genuine assets of Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter looks like Harry Potter, and then it seems like the budget sort of disappeared over time, and they just kind mm-hmm. of grabbed stuff that was lying around. <laughs> and um, it's it's kind of a trip. It's kind of a trip. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay. So if I do, I have an example. Um. So, like I said, I haven't really played a whole bunch of ones, uh, but I did. I could think of a couple, like, bootlegs or ROM hacks, so I guess I'll go with the bootleg one I found. Uh, do you guys know about Titanic? No. What the fuck is I... Titanic? Hold up. Was this <laughs> was this on a JonTron episode? This was. Uh, oh, good. It is, a raw, it is a bootleg Titanic game. That's right. The James Cameron movie, um, Titanic. Oh, my God. It's, it's the same fucking brawler. Yeah. 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 Drew, have you... Like, look at Harry's legend and Titanic. It's like, these look awfully suspiciously close to each other. Is this the same game? Oh, oh my god, there's even an image that's Harry's... Oh, wow. So, I found a lot of this... So, I'd only heard about this from a pretty popular video uh, JonTron put up about it called Titanic. And it was really interesting to watch this. It's It was on the Super New Year Cart 15 and 1. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> And no. I'm dying already from the Homestuck no. poisoning. Um, so it was on this cart, and it split up into two different games. There's like it's like hacker or heroin, and you choose playing as Jack or uh, oh my god, what what's the lady? Rose. What's the girl's name? Rump. Thank you. God, I was about to say Jill. I was like, that's not right. No, um, it's Rose. And it turns out it's a brawler, and you have to brawl your way off the Titanic. And it's got these like crazy cutscenes in it that are like describing the story. And it, it's this weird translation that you know is like translated from like Chinese or something. Um, I found a lot of information from this website called Bootleg Games uh, Wikipedia or Wikia, and I was like reading through it. It's like, what the hell is this? Um, apparently like it's it took a bunch of animations from a king of fighters game which i went back and looked at the video and was like oh yeah there's keo's punch there's keo's kick like yeah i guess so, <laughs> so yeah i guess so identified oh, the no. original game yeah well because somebody on the wikia uh mentioned it and when i went back and looked at it it's like wait a minute these do look oddly suspicious um there is a really fun uh agdq awesome games done quick mm-hmm. uh speed run of titanic that game is as buggy a piece of shit as you'd think. Oh, no. There's, that like, you can apparently, uh, if your HP reaches zero, you can apparently just keep playing after, like, if you, because uh, it, like, it doesn't check the correct frame or something like that. And it was just, it's this weird bootleg game of, like, why make a beat-em above the Titanic? Who wanted this? I Here's the why? thing. I can understand a bootlegger making it. I can't necessarily understand an official licensed Titanic game, but I can understand a bootlegger saying, this is the most popular thing on on the planet right now. There's got to be a way to profit off of people who recognize the imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grab and go. Bootlegs work. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm thinking that's typically yeah. how bootlegs Yeah, it, it was just, happen. it's such a trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the JonTron video or the AGDQ run, I especially think are worth a look at. Um, so, Zach, back to you. Hi, back to me. I have... I have a double special because, again, I don't have a lot to talk about in terms of these. Um, but there's two basically fan ROMs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that I found to be fucking hilarious and amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is a ROM of Streets of Rage 3. Specifically, Oh. Sonic mm-hmm. Streets oh, of Rage no. 3. Oh, no. It's our boy. It's our boy. <laughs> <Literally>. bup, bup. <laughs> All right, guys. Hold on a second. It's time for some sad Sonic music. Oh man, that's depressing. <laughs> anyway, you couldn't even finish so, it. So, so Sonic Streets of Rage three is what you would expect it to be. It is Streets of Rage three, but you can play as Sonic. Amazing. Is that all yeah. that's different about it? Yeah, that's the only real difference. Is you got to be playing as Sonic. I, I, I hope they um, throw in like the music though. Like I hope they can like get in some of the classic. I don't. Tunes, I like, don't you know. know. Little, I'm pretty Hill sure Hill they Hill don't. Hill I'm Hill pretty Hill sure Hill. just Streets of Rage three, Hill. and then someone replaced one mm-hmm. of the models was one of the models in the animations with the Sonic sprite. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I find it hilarious and the, amazing. There was I mean, yeah, a Sonic Brawler in the past, though. So oh, maybe, uh, maybe that's where the idea came from. There's like two I can think of. Are you talking about the Sonic Sonic of the Fighters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that so one, that one. Zach, just so you know, I, I believe there's like an official Sonic fighting game. It's like a 3D fighter. And then I remember uh, I was watching Super Best Friends play, and they found this crazy-ass, like, it was another fan game. It was another Sonic fan game that was like this super in-depth fighter but it's like the mm-hmm. jankiest shit in the world. I, what was it called? It was like Sonic Fighters Two or something like that. Right, right. Um, a lot, yeah. a lot of brawlers. I actually, wanted... a lot, of, a lot of brawling. Well, hacks, see, like, my second, say. my second example, <laughs> just quick, quicks, um, is not in brawler. In fact, it is a uh, hyper street cart. Well, is this also a Sonic game? <laughs> no. Damn. This is this is Mario Kart, but. With Street Fighter, oh characters. good! <laughs> Actually, I play the hell out of that. That yeah, sounds awesome. That sounds... So it's the uh, original. It, it is the original Mario Kart from back mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo. But someone has gone and replaced all the characters with Street Fighter characters, and they even replaced um, the uh, the floater, uh, the the, uh, the, the the guy the who has or something. Yeah, yeah, the one who's like floating and gives you the uh, the 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 lights. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning of the match, uh, replaced it with the stretchy guy. I am curious. Uh, I, I am curious because it's the Street Fighter characters in Mario Kart. Are they are they in the crouching position? Because I don't think they all have sitting animations or like. Oh, well, it's probably the base game is Super Mario Kart that they then hacked their own assets into uh, to say, "Hey, don't show the Mario asset; show my Ryu asset instead." Yeah, <clears throat> I guess what I was getting at is. One of the kind of underlying things of ROM hacks and all these things is that they are fan projects, and a lot of fan projects get shut down because the company has to protect its corporate interest kind of deal. Um, so it can be... I remember the Super Best Friends talked about this thing of, like, if you're going to make a fan game, don't even talk about it until it's oh. done. Because once it's out there, it's out there. And that, by the way, that is not an endorsement from us to do that. That's just... That's kind of how it happens. Um, but I wanted to go back to Sega because, Se- like, to Drew's point, Sega seems really chill with, like, hey, man... Go make a Sonic game. And in fact, I think they endorsed it one time. Like, the Game Grumps played a Sonic ROM mm-hmm. hack. And then the Sonic official Twitter came in and like, keep doing this. Do more of these games. So it's like, wow. my damn <laughs> I think dude. their philosophy is probably just its exposure. I mean, again, Sonic... What What, what is yeah. Sonic Mania? But, but for real, though, that's what it is. It start, like, the like... guy started making uh, ROM hacks, and then he got picked up to make Sonic Mania. And Sonic Mania is, like, the best-reviewed... Uh, game like Sonic game mm-hmm. in a while. Fun fun fact. So it was like 
Um, before he did that, I believe he was charged with porting um, Sonic 2 onto the phone or the Game Boy or something. Like they had mm-hmm. him in charge of a port, and they were like, "Oh, you could you could do this like this, for real." This, hey, you wanna you wanna give this us your number, buddy? Me of a old school Valve policy of. I mean, it worked for them too. It worked fantastically for them. Like they have a huge fan base, despite the fact that they don't even. Make- AMR uh, two, another Metroid remake two. AM two R, yeah, that's a, that's one of the examples oh, then, I was going to bring up. So hey, we I can mean, talk I, about I that can now. Shut up, because you might uh, know more about it than me. So I'll just. Mm. Oh no no! no go, I, go ahead, I, go ahead. I I would rather you speak oh. to it because you're prepped oh, okay. for it and I am not. So yeah, sure. Well, we'll probably. So uh, as Drew mentioned, AM two R was uh, is a fan remake called uh, another Metroid two remake, and that's because Metroid mm-hmm. two was only on the Game Boy Color. Uh, it was super different than the game that came before it. Um, and the, the reason I had it here is because I thought it was an interesting case of it. It's a fan remake. It's not really a ROM hack. Uh, cause I, I think they, I think he like rebuilt the thing for the ground up wow. and it, it was finished and it came out and then it was almost immediately pulled down because Nintendo was like, Hey, take that shit down. Um, and then I think like a year later, Nintendo released their own Metroid two remake in Metroid Samus returns, uh, for the 3DS, uh, <laughs> I didn't play. I have the AM2R ROM on my uh, on my laptop because I kind of wanted to check it out, and I haven't played the 3DS one. But I thought it was a really interesting like take. Uh, Drew, is that kind of where you were going? My with? my thoughts were first off the the fact that Nintendo was working on was likely working on some on like the same project at the same time, and that's why they were like, "Oh my god, take this down right now." And I think part of that is because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, a, a, a the fan remake just kind of looks better. Like the 3D doesn't work <laughs> for me at all. Like I, I don't, I don't own a wow. DS. Yeah. But like comparing the footage, one of them looks like not like it, it looks good. It's it's an official product, but the fan one is like it an- looks mm-hmm. awesome. It has like all these great custom sprites, and it has the most important thing. It has a scanning system. It has a scanning system in 2D <laughs> Metroid, and they oh didn't God. steal that. So, Nintendo could have stolen that, yeah. and they chose not to. <laughs> well, and I am uh, exactly give you an, another example. Uh-huh. AM2R is in the sprite style and sprite mapping of uh, Super Metroid. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Metroid: Samus Returns is um, it, it's 3D models on, but in a 2D plane. It's kind of that 2.5D uh... look. Uh, it's not the if I'm honest, it's not the greatest looking game, but I've heard nothing but good things about both games. And I, I kind of want to go and play both for a bit because I think, as far as I know, as Drew said, they didn't copy each other. It's not like Nintendo saw this and said, oh, let's just take his work. It was like, no, it's, they took the direction of, they took this same game and remade it in two totally different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, met the, the 3DS version has, like, a whole new mechanic of, like, super power, like, like a whole power set new that's new to metroid that apparently made it really interesting uh and am2r is kind of like a best of from super metroid and some of the 2d games so I, I, it was weird to me that they like that those came out and i wasn't sure if it was because did they know about it or did they wait or is it like oh my god stop i, I, this I thing. honestly think it was a stop this thing situation like <clears throat> i don't think there's any ripping off i I don't think there was any like, oh, here's this fan project and pluck. I think it was strictly a matter of Nintendo knew there was a giant... Because like the fan project is called Another Metroid 2 Remake, which implies that there have been Mm -hmm. a lot of remakes of Metroid 2. And I'm sure Nintendo was like, oh, dude, we can cash in pretty hardcore on this. 
and this is probably yeah. just like very unfortunate timing but very good timing for the fan project in the sense that it was done so even though they had a takedown notice and they had to officially take it off their site or whatever corner of the internet it was on by the time nintendo found out there were already copies littered across the internet so there wasn't much they could do again getting to that kind of underhanded tactic of this is the best way to get a unofficial project into the wilderness and get a little bit of buzz yeah before before the takedown notice shows up people start making I mean, it's actually really funny because, like, they don't do that as often for the Mario ROM hacks, but I think it's just because there's so goddamn many Mm. of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know what's even weirder? Nintendo at one point seems to have just said, oh, fuck it, let's make our own Nintendo ROM hacker. And that's what (laughs) Mario Maker was. Right. Like, how weird. Like, think about that. Zach's completely right. When I was looking at ROM hacks, I found a ton of Mario ROM hacks. Yeah, there's tons of them. Kaizo, like, uh, Kaizo Mario is, like, a super, super difficult Mm. Mario game. Uh, or Mario Frustration. And it was like, it's like Nintendo eventually just got fed up with everybody else making their own and said, all right, we're going to do it. We're just going to make it ourselves. And like made their own. That's how they made Mario Maker. And that's basically what people did with it. They made their Kaizo or super difficult levels. Uh, and they yeah. got to rake in the um, was like The only the other thing like, is, is uh, you see tons of ROM hacks for like old school RPGs, like Final Fantasies, Chrono Trigger, things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I during my research for this I saw what what I think is like an NES or Super NES remake of Final Fantasy 7. It's like an like they redid the whole Whoa. game. What the to fuck? Be like FF7 it was like that's insane. Is it, is that's it crazy, t- man? Like is it like 2D yeah, sprites? It, it's like 2D top down and it has the old FF1 through 3 kind of battle system where it's like turn based. Um I didn't look too much at it but it was just like weird to me. It's like damn, that's I think I'd rather cool. play that than the original at this point just cuz like it'll probably run better. That's right. The that's original great. FF7 has not Shoot. aged well. Boy, those polygons will literally stab uh, you. Ah, but eye. but it, but it, it's, it's good stabbing. It's it, it's fun stabbing. No, it hurts my eye. Ow. Um, I'm speaking sorry, of Mario that. games and ROM <laughs> hacks, uh, I'll bring up the example of probably the most notorious ROM hack, which is Super Mario Brothers 2 when it oh. came out over here. Uh, oh because yeah! Super Mario Brothers Two. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, it, it's like I, it, to, so. Do you, Zach? Do you know the story of Super Mario Brothers Two? I don't. Please, well, I, me. I didn't I'm think excited. so. It's not a story. The Jedi would tell you. Yeah, there's your prequel memes joke for the day. <laughs> Got him, boys. Um, so basically, what happened is uh, Super Mario Brothers Two came out in Japan, and it was basically the the original Super Mario games, but completely redone, and it was like a what if the creators could like just go hog wild making levels now that they know how to make the game kind of deal? Mm-hmm. Y- you know how like like Majora's Mask was, hey, now that we're like super efficient at this engine, what random crap could we do? It's kind of like that for the yeah. NES. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh, this is where I'm kind of hazy. Apparently, when Super Mario Brothers 2 came out over here, though, we didn't actually get that game. What we got was a weird palette or sprite swap of a game called Doki Doki Panic, where uh... they this whole game was made, and when it was brought out over here, they pulled out all the uh, characters and swapped in Mario characters. And I think the game was originally made uh, based off of an existing like Mario at like Super Mario assets, and that's why the conversion was so quick. But I think it was made for like a TV station. And then when it came out over here, it was like, well, switch it. Make it a Mario game. I remember reading about this. It's just the weirdest damn thing because I'm still not sure why it 
Maybe it was like, oh, it's not going to sell if it's not a Mario game and everybody wants Mario. Maybe I imagine that's, that's part of it. Maybe? Also, Zach, I'd like to I, point out yeah, this no, has I got nothing it. to do with Doki Doki Literature Club. I pieced it's, them together. Totally I, I understand different games. Experience. Not every time, not every instance of Doki Doki means that that particular game about Literature Club. <laughs> but if it me. did, this is a very weird series. Yeah, it is a very weird series. It would be, um, but I happen to know that Doki Doki is basically just an onomatopoeia for thump thump as in your heart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so we eventually yeah. did get that Super Mario Brothers game, uh, but it came out over here. Super Mario Brothers Two: The Lost Levels, and I've I've played a little bit of that. F- <laughs> fuck that game! That game's hard. Oh, wow. Uh, it was just weird to me though, because I was like, "Is that the first officially like commercially sold ROM hack? Like this is basically an asset like palette swap thing I, that was sold." Hmm. It's like I bet you know I bet someone had been selling it commercially before, but I think that 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 must easily be the first case of a a mass market um it's uh, certainly the most well known though i'm sure Mm. like we must have had more modern ones like i'm i'm sure there must be god now i want to look it up because like i want i want to see where people cheated on this because i know there must be other games where people did like palette palette swaps or asset flips but they Mm. were more official you know that's green greenlight yeah yeah Mm. because like a topic topic for we could talk about it here but i feel like we could even do an entire episode like devoted just to Steam and the Steam store, uh, kind of as we're talking here about bootlegs. We, we and should stuff have like a that, we should like have that be flips, its own like... little episode because I I feel like we could go pretty deep into. Steam. Yeah, the only two bits I'd say in here is that boy, there's a lot of bootleg games on Steam. So if you want oh, like yeah. modern takes, go look over mm-hmm. there. Um, I have maybe two more examples I could I could well, talk briefly about. I, I have, have one I wanted to go I over. Have... Um. I have utterly run out of examples. Then I will, I I will regale you with um, some more Sonic. How about that? How about that? A little bit more Sonic for you. Yeah. Boys and girls, gather round and hear the story of Sonic.exe, a a rom hack slash rom hack series. I I have been learning so much. Uh, A rom hack series dedicated to a creepy pasta about a haunted Sonic game. Where a child oh is, God, um, he, you know what? Um, the summary is a child gets a game um, that is possessed by the evil demon Sonic who cannot be escaped. You cannot outrun him. And I'm just going to read you the note that he gets from the original Creepypasta. And it will help set the stage for the type of game that Sonic.exe is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I looked at the note that, Oh, by the way, this is effectively uh, your Sonic fan fiction that you've been missing out on. Uh, I decided to squeeze it in there for all you all you people who've been waiting. So there you go. I, lo- I looked Thanks, at the baby. note first and realized it was from my dear friend Kyle. Let's just call him that, whom I hadn't heard from in two weeks. I know that because I recognized his handwriting, though what was weird is how it looked. It looked badly written and scratchy and somewhat difficult to read, as if Kyle was having a hard time writing it down and did it in a hurry. This is what he wrote. Tom, I can't take it anymore. I had to get rid of this thing somehow before it was too late, and I was hoping you'd do it for me. I can't do it. He's after me. And if you don't destroy the CD, he'll come after you too. He's too fast for me. Please, Tom, destroy this godforsaken <laughs> disc before he comes after you too. It's too late for me. Destroy the disc, and you'll destroy him. But do it quick, otherwise he'll catch you. Don't ever play the game. It's what he wants. Just destroy it, please, Kyle. Well, that was certainly weird. 
even though Kyle is my best friend, <laughs> I haven't seen him in two weeks. I didn't do what he asked me. I didn't think that a simple gaming disc <laughs> would do anything bad to him. After all, it's just a game, right? Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so... Oh my god, the tone in this fucking... <laughs> it's... It, well, it's like a creepy pasta, and then they made the game to go along with it. So that's some dedication it in is, your creepy pasta. And as far as the actual game itself, um, it is presented very much like a ROM hack, like a possessed video game. Um, mm-hmm. And it will start off nice and pretty, like you know, it'll have the Sonic Adventure One logo, you know, Sega, da 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 da. And then you'll get to the select screen, and everything will change, and it will be all very red it'll be um there'll be this like weird kind of fiery background and then there will be three save slots one for tails <clears throat> one for knuckles and then one for eggman the first one is you playing as tails in green in green hill zone and then as the level progresses you get kind of stuck in this endless loop and you start noticing a lot of the creators around you are actually dead or dying and then you find sonic and um and then mm-hmm. slenderman sonic happens effectively he uh, he kills Tails, and then there is a big scream, and then you go back to the title screen. You play as Knuckles. Same thing happens, different level. Finally, you do it with Eggman, and then it just kind of glitches out, glitches out. Evil Sonic's coming. You can't outrun him. You can't outrun him. He's too fast, and uh, I'm not going to spoil the ending for you, but I recommend you give oh, it a shot. No. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's shot. three spooky five me. <laughs> That's, Yeah. <laughs> That's that sounds like uh, a Halloween game that we would all come together and sit down oh. together and play. Oh like, damn it! We just missed Halloween. Well, it's, it's close enough. It's November. Yeah. It's, um, it's November. We're close. Post We do have to coordinate a night where we sit down and I play scary horror games while you guys oh, watch I'm so and make ready. fun of me. Um, but no, I wanted to bring this up not uh, just because I'm a big fan of the Hog, but because as far as ROM hacks goes, again, it's not really a ROM hack. It's clearly someone dedicated to a creepy pasta. But very no, dedicated, very, very dedicated. And I just thought like, this is such an interesting case, you know, like, like it's very short. It's, yeah. it's basically, not, it's actually it's, very well done given what it is. Like it, it feels, it's not a very, ROM hack, I <laughs> sorry, guess, but it is a, uh, it's presented as one. It's presented um, as a, as a bootleg. Yeah, it's or, presented as one. How about this? It's something where if I picked it up in a blockbuster back when that was a thing and put it around in my console when that was a thing. Um, I yeah, probably would have bought, bought it. I also it feel like, younger, though, it's one of those things that it kind of needs the accompanying story and, with it. Yeah. Because if you just like, I feel like if you just buy it, it'd be really scary. But kind of what makes it is like, oh, no, I'm reading about somebody doing this. And then you play it for yourself. And it's like, oh, this is what's mm. happening. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of it, a trip. It, uh, kind of a there's trip. a Majora's Mask game that's very similar to it. And it's like, uh, you run into it. You've had a, uh, you've had a terrible fate. Haven't you? Yeah, or you know, I like wanted that. to know about that line. Um, I really want to play Majora's Mask. It looks like such a cool freaking game. You should because you would love it. Uh, but there is a ROM. There is like a ROM hack of it that goes with a creepy pasta story that was pretty creepy. Uh, and it was about some kid's soul getting possessed in the game. Yeah, um, right. Is that s- ROM yeah, hacks I are thought- great fodder for because well, uh, they look pastas. creepy by design. Like anything that doesn't work out, you can just call a glitch and say it was part of the appeal. A game on its own, like when it glitches out, is horrifying looking at times. Like remember, like mm-hmm. if like if you see a character mall running and then it's rigged, it's like spazzed out and it's just like its body like flails around and then there's like vertices going everywhere. It's like Yeah, and I can the, see it, that yeah. It it can be either horrifying or hilarious. 
So I feel like games, especially ROM hacks, where you are intentionally making stuff look... Like, you're not taking the care to make it look natural. You're intentionally doing stuff to make it look very unnatural. can be mm. really unsettling. And I feel like that's kind of why that, that kind of mm. works like that. Or yeah, yeah. It works it's well. like taking yeah, the no, Uncanny no, Valley and just saying, no, this is perfect. <laughs> Don't go any further. You're trying to leave the Uncanny Valley and a, a glitchy-ass hand, like... Adam, you've just inspired a wonderful game for for us all to make someday. Oh no, the the uncanny Uncanny valley Valley. where everything looks intentionally bad and you can never leave. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Glitch hand will grab you and drag you back in. Do you have any more? Uh, Any more more hacks or mods or thing in the box? Two, two of them I could talk about real quick. Um, One of them is very quick. The other one I kind of want to go into a bit more detail. Mm -hmm. One of them is Super Noah's Ark. What? You remember Noah from the Bible? Don't tell me somebody did Super Mario, but Noah's Ark. Uh, no. So, you know Noah from the Bible? Well, what if yep. you could play a Doom what? mod of that? No! That's Put that great. away. Put that That's away. Great. So Tuck Super it away, no- Adam. <laughs> Tuck so it away. Super, Super Noah's Ark is actually on, uh, I think it was the Super NES, and it's actually on Steam right now. What? <laughs> yeah. So, it was originally a, a religious, like, group uh, was like, what if we made Christian games? And they modded Doom or uh, it's either Doom or Wolfenstein. They're, they're kind of similar. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head. I think it's Wolfenstein now that I think about it. To basically be Noah running around the Ark and little goats are charging him and he slingshots them and puts them to sleep so he can put them on the Ark. Now, there are several problems with this because he's only supposed to have two of every animal and this fucker has like a bajillion goats. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of goats. Uh, but what actually got me as one of the weirdest thing is is that uh, Super Noah's Ark um, was sold commercially uh, and it's kind of a bootleg game because if you look at the cartridge, uh, the Super NES has a thing in it that's a security protection that only Super NES cartridges will run on it. You know, you, you put the cart in and it looks for a chip that says, hey, this chip certifies that this can be run like played on this console. Yeah. Super Noah's Arc 3D has a secondary cartridge slot on the top of it. What? And what you do is you put the game into the Super NES and then you put an official Super NES game on top of it, what? and the signal runs up to the official cart, says, this is good, play it, and then runs off the game itself. <laughs> what? Let me see if I can find a picture of this real fuck. quick, and we'll throw it in the description. Uh, Super Noah's Ark 3D. Images show me the cartridge. And if not, uh, I may not be able to... Oh, here it is. Uh, let's, let's see what this is. So, if you look at the top of that, <laughs> you see how there's a bit at the top? No, this is... No. Did they really? And just oh so you know, God. this is not the only game that did this. Like, where like they bypassed the chip by, putting, by having you put an official game on top of it. Uh, there is another Bible game that did the exact same thing. I don't know. I thought it was really stupid and goofy. That's uh, Bible bootlegs. That's glorious. Uh, Angry I... Video Game Nerd has a, has like three episodes dedicated to Bible games, and he talks about both of them in one of his videos. This is by far, by far the weirdest just... one to me. Because it's like, why Wolfenstein? Wait, uh, I, I like yeah, it. I like I it. No um, idea. I'm just trying to grasp... Sorry, um, Adam. I, I'm still just trying to grasp my, my head around this. So... They bypass it. Yeah, it's any other Super NES game. You put it on top of it, and the circuitry says, run up to the top cart, check this thing, and then come back and run the executable so on this cart. So did they put another cartridge in their cartridge? So I'm not entirely... Personally, I don't know. All I, I saw this off the AVGN uh, video, and 
he just put whatever Super NES game on top of it. I don't... I think that when you were selling this to people, they were expecting you to have a different Super NES game because this is not hmm. an official licensed Nintendo uh, game. That's why it doesn't uh, have the chip on it yeah. to, to let it run. Um, oh and God. then the other Yo. ROM hack I wanted to talk about, and more interestingly, was... A game called Pokemon Uranium. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Right. And Pokemon was... Uranium is one of what I found out is a startlingly shocking no huge number of Pokemon Uranium. Oh, yeah, that's another one. I so many, did not know there were this many. There are a crap ton to the point where I was seeing, like, here's the top 10 Pokemon Rock Max. And, like, top 10? There's more than 10? And you look at the list, it's like, Adam, for the listeners at home, and totally not me, can you give us a refresher on Pokemon Uranium? Pokemon ROM hack that was nine years in the making, and this guy, I I can't remember which one it was, it might have been Ruby and Sapphire, um, with that, with that amount of time. I don't remember exactly which game he was basing this off, but it was a ROM mm-hmm. hack where he basically made his entire new Pokemon uh, region, the, the Tandor region, he made 190, like, new Pokemon, uh, that 190 is either all his new Pokemon or some new, some old, but I think it's all new and right. his own new type, which was nuclear, because this is Pokemon Uranium was supposed to take place after this horrible nuclear explosion. And what is with was... ROM hack? What is what is with ROM hacks and dark and gritty and like dark things? I have I a theory. Know. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I have a theory on this. So go for it. I think what it is is if you're making an official licensed game. You have to appeal to many people. You can't get too hard with the dark. You can't get too hard with the dark. That's Pokemon true. has some dark stuff, but they bury okay, it. You make if a it's good a point. fan game, you have no obligation to nobody but yourself and your fellow fans. And you know fans come up with a crazy dark shit when no one's looking. So I think that's mm. why fan games and mods and ROM hacks tend to teeter towards the darkness. Slash the punching. Can I? Slash but the tell me, Drew. I love Mario it. Kart. Uh, wait, the wait. Hacks. Here somehow. Oh, I don't my joke why. is dead now. Thanks, Zach. I've murdered it. <laughs> wait, Resurrection Stone. Here you go, I Adam. Am... What were you saying? Oh. But ROM hacks may have the darkness, but can they have the light? <gasps> this is the new Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Uh, <laughs> Reign of Memories. Oh God. I, no. You already had Chain of Memories. It's got to be Kingdom Hearts, Glitch of Doom. I do not doubt for a second that if possible, there would be a kajillion uh, Kingdom Hearts wall hacks. I'm actually shocked there aren't. Not so much hacks of the game, but a lot of boss rushes. I've seen a lot of vids of people like taking that game and like make actually no i take it mm. back okay That's so playing that, um, game. Adam, you know that. um evil natsura in birth by sleep someone is working mm-hmm. on a mod hack of kingdom hearts 2 where you play as that guy and it's like huh how that hasn't been shot down is beyond me i thought i thought disney of all people would be less understanding than nintendo and way less understanding than I... sega yeah. I don't know, man. One would, I don't know. I would fully expect if Disney found out about this project, that person would be hit with a lot of then lawsuits. I will not no. mention it. Uh, but because it, I uh, think no. it's pretty neat. Uh, but what I was saying is, like, there's a huge Pokemon ROM hacking scene. And what was interesting is I was looking through this list of new uh, Pokemon ROM hacks, and it was like, some of the ideas that they talked about in those were like, wait a minute, that later got implemented really? later like in, like, later games. Like, yep. uh... Well, one of them, I can't remember which one, but had this concept of not just the gym leaders, but you would fight tyrant Pokemon, which were like kind of mutated, like super strong Pokemon. And if I remember correctly, Pokemon Sun and Moon later had like, uh, it didn't just have the, the 
the kahunas that you were fighting, but it had like these big kind of adventures around them that would end in like big boss fights, and they were like yeah. these are specialty Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's a bunch of legendary Pokemon. Like the legendary Pokemon in Sun and Moon are basically big boss monsters. Yeah, and it was interesting to me because it's like I don't remember Pokemon actually having like non trainer boss fights. Uh, and it was interesting to see this mod kind of having it. And I I might be wrong on that. Um, there's certainly a bunch of quality of life features I feel were probably picked up here and there. Because um, as anybody who's made a game knows, a you kind of get used to seeing the game one way, and you get yeah. used to playing it, and then it's not till later that somebody says, "Actually, it'd be really nice if we could do this." Yeah, it'll be after that point, and then you're like, "Oh wait, shit." Yeah. Um. But yeah. I- I'm pretty much done with all my examples and well, stuff. Well, Zach, do you, if you have no more yeah. and Adam has no more I'm, and I'm plumb yeah. out, perhaps it's time for all design. Right. What's our design what club? You Can you all please right. explain this design club to me because I'm fucking all right. lost. Well, um, this week's design club is to continue being Nitwick with a W-I-K. Basically, we are going to become our own bootleg rom-hacked podcast oh god <laughs> we are going to become parodies of our own characters as though we were understood by someone who didn't quite understand the context of the show that is the concept behind this uh, design we are going this to is hard i don't know how, how am i supposed to I act Does that make i sense? feel like all i'm gonna be uh, is just guys guys video games video. oh you know what if we wanted to have our own parody rom hack it would literally just be five minutes of us talking about bloodborne and nothing else yeah i feel like that's that's so appropriate like, it's like, hey guys, what's the best game ever? What's Bloodborne? What's the best <laughs> romance blood, 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 game? Blood, blood, blood. Exactly. <laughs> Let's do that. That's what's going to happen. This is going to be episode oh one God. of Nitwick. Um, the topic is going to be um, gaming, something that's related, something Bloodborne would fall under the umbrella of, and eventually we just start talking about Bloodborne. What is good yes, game? I love it. What is good? What are what is good? Game? That is our title. <laughs> okay, Drew, start us off with Neat Week's uh, intro, and we'll do a we'll do a round of uh, introductions as Neat Week. Hi, compatriots on the interpipes. My name is Andre. Welcome to Knit WIK Week. Uh, now that's what I call comrades and video games. Today's topic is... Now that's what I call good game. And it is going to be the best of good game. And oh my goodness, I love good game. My name is Andre, and a fun flavor is orange. Wow, Andre. Uh, amazing. My name is Odom. My favorite flavor is wow, purple. Wow, what a great flavor, Odom. Yes, great flavor indeed. Oh, yes. I can't what? Wait. Wizard, what are you? Hello, I am Wizard, and my favorite flavor is blue. <gasps> Whoa, that's amazing. All color flavor? Who knew? Wizard. But let's talk knew? good yes, game. Okay, good game. guys. So this week, month, we are going to talk about very good games. Are you ready for some good game talk? Yes. Um, a good game I I think is good is Bloodborne. I've heard of that game. Wait, but what about Blood Blue? Blood Blue, that is a Ooh. very good fan mod, Wizard. I love Blood Blue. Blood Blue is so great. It's almost as good as Bloodborne. Oh, almost. Yeah. Bloodborne is good. <gasps> but what? Wait, what about what about Blood Red? <laughs> Blood Red. I, so going to going to be honest, I didn't play Blood Red and Blood Blue. I only had Blood Green, and I needed a Game Boy Color to transfer you them back and forth. Filthy scrub. Insert ah. weird nonsense. 
insert weird nonsensical story that has slight tangential relevance to the original plot hi, of hi. What an interesting yet tangential story. Now let's get back to the topic. Yes. Zach, what is good game for you? I'm not Zach, wizard. I'm Wizard. <laughs> ah, damn it, I'm so used to this. Wizard. <laughs> wizard, tell me. Tell us Hi there, tale. I'm Wizard. And as this tale goes, I was playing game, specifically mm. the Blood of Game. Now, the Blood of Game is very fun and enjoyable, and I spent many, many button presses and many, many time spans. That's on very it. interesting, mm. Wizard. It but was I gotta really tell good. You, one thing Bloodborne doesn't have is going <laughs> fast. Why don't we talk about Sonic for time? and Wizard, hold on a second. Let me bring up this example from Kingdom Hearts about Bloodborne. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna reach into my bag of examples. Okay, can't use Bloodborne, can't use Kingdom Hearts, can't use Final Try Fantasy Persona. 15, Try talking Persona about 5, Persona. Can't Try use. That. Okay, hold on. I've typed in Persona 5 into the audio. Don't edit this out. <laughs> Perfect. Now Nitvik is ready. Oh my god, we should have been Nitvik. Nitvik is so good. Nitvik lives eternal. Oh, wizard, you and your tales of glory and jubilee. Why don't you give us a lesson? Hi there, everyone. This is Wizard, and today you shall be learning lesson. This lesson comes to you from Wizard. Always be certain that your things work properly, and that if they break, you fix them. And that is lesson. I hope you understood it. Wow, amazing last-second riff or joke to close out the episode. That's right, Odom. that's right, Odom. Oh my goodness. Well, listeners on the internet listening to us... Come and listen some more at Twitter, at Facebook, or at Yahoo.com at Team WNIWXO2. Sorry, I mean Nitwick, which is N-I-C-W-I-V, or are we doing it with a K? I don't... I misspelled it again. Who knows? <laughs> we'll just make it up that with the spot. That sounds great. Come on next week when we talk about a topic we haven't decided upon yet, but totally will think about. Don't worry we'll about it. Salutations and bye. Salutations. Wow. What a great episode of Nitfic. Let's never invite those people over ever again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. Those I'm, assholes uh, only talked about Bloodborne and nothing else about good games. That, that was. Oh, what the fuck was that thing about the red and the blue? Like, did, I don't like know. Was crossover those... mod? I, I don't know. I, I feel like that was very cathartic and very strange, and I don't... I, I started don't off not happened. into it. I noticed. But I, I, no, I, I noticed a little, a little bit. bit. I'm surprised there wasn't a lot more Persona. Uh, I feel like that, <laughs> that is a part of who I we said as a people. Listen, you all said have... Bloodborne, and I just wanted to, like, not even talk about Bloodborne itself. Instead, just talk about Bloodborne. Like, the hack of Bloodborne. I feel like that's the most... I feel like if we're going to be a ROM hack podcast, we might as well talk about the ROM hack of the games. Ah, uh, yes, but wouldn't it be the bootleggiest to say it's one thing and yet be a different thing? Mm. Much like Titanic. Titanic. God damn it, Titanic. Titanic. All right. By the way, I'm not saying it incorrectly. It is actually spelled T-I-T-E-N-I-C. Oh yeah, that goodness. murders me. Well, gentlemen. Well, I'm dead now. And, yes. Well, Drew. Yes, now, wizard. Want an official yes. lesson Well, no, before we do that, okay. it's Toast and Pour Out, son. <laughs> we can't, we oh, can't oh, skip right, Toast, toast and Pour, and pour Out. Uh, I'm gonna have a toast to to Andre Odom and Wizard. May they never come back again. <laughs> How did I get I, named you, Wizard? I, <laughs> I feel like that makes sense. I feel like a lot of your theming <laughs> goes with Wizard. I I figured for a it's for a for was it the old name? It, it does work. It's just like it started off as like an actual person's name, Andre, and then it was Odom, and I was like, excuse me, and then someone called me Wizard, and I was like, well, okay, all right.
right, here we go. I thought you called yourself Blizzard. Whatever. I did then. not. To- toast and pour outs. Uh, I have a toast. Uh, I have a toast to Stranger Things. I just finished Whoa, watching congrats. season one. Boy, on that was a fun show. Worms, uh, I wa- we I went up to a friend's cabin over the weekend. That show was watched on a rickety ass old CRT TV in somebody's house <laughs> in the woods. That was great for making me scared. Good job, yeah. Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Good work. Good thing I didn't go. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pour one out for the Ring City DLC in Dark Souls Three. Because oh. I finally got to it, mm-hmm. and fuck angels. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. See. I don't see, but I see. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour one out for the mic that was supposed to come in today and didn't because you. <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> I tell you guys, this. Um, I ordered a replacement no, mic from a snowball because it's kind of falling apart, and it was supposed to be delivered today. It was actually supposed to be delivered yesterday, mm-hmm. but it would seem that it wasn't just not delivered. Uh, turns out that UPS just lost it, so, um, I, I just, yeah. What? <laughs> like, they, uh, I, I gotta get a refund or something like that, but, uh, yeah. That, yeah, get an email, um, get, get an email from UPS and then send it and, to uh, probably Amazon. I guess you ordered it on Amazon. Uh, I did, I did. Yeah, so, <laughs> just, and then send that to their customer service and be like, they lost my package. They'll, they will probably just send I you think, a new one. I think that's the right thing to do. I think that's the right thing to do. And I'll probably do it. Um, yep. But that's all I got. I think all that takes now is uh, a lesson from the true Zach and no imitator. Yeah. All right. Hey there, everybody. It's time now for a lesson of the day. Today's lesson, when you're going to hack a product that someone else has made, don't try and sell it. That's just kind of a bad idea. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Zach. Now I know. Listeners, thank you for listening to us as we discuss the bootlegs and the ROM hacks and everything in between. Uh, If you liked what you heard or just want to leave some friendly comments or anything like that, you can always reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, and yes, at Gmail, at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team, N-I-T-W-I-C, at gmail.com. This week's music will be a garbled mess, but mostly it's going to be Pro Leader, because he's our boy, and we respect. Hope you liked what you heard, and next episode we are going to be discussing discussing handheld so be ready for that fun discussions about game boys and switches and maybe even a phone we're not entirely sure yet but you were gonna find out and that's gonna happen next episode until then uh stay classy we're going home everybody hop in the van no more after hours tonight <laughs> all right if you want to buy you want after hours you pay the premium dlc for netwick get that season pass uh okay goodbye everybody goodbye everybody bye.